Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Why don't we do our first question and we're going to roll out our second question. All right, we're broadcasting live from the TC Cake Studio, 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia. This Twitter question, when stadiums and arenas open back up, will you attend a game as soon as possible? 55% say yes. All right, new, new question. question. Which high-priced veteran eagle would you most want to see stay with the team? Zach Ertz, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Derek Barnett. I got Brandon Graham, Billy King. Billy King. Brandon Graham. (laughs) Al Morganti. Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. Rhea Hughes. You're asking me to pick between Kelsey and Brandon Graham. I know. That is so hard. That's just rude. I don't enjoy your pregnant pause on this show. And right now we've just had twins. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a hard one. That's what took come me. Come on, Rhea, Ertz, Graham, Kelsey, Barnett. Because well, I think maybe Kelsey might want to retire. I'll go Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. All right, All right. Abel, who you got on that? I'm going Brandon Graham. Brandon He's my Graham. Boy. She loves Brandon He's Graham. My boy. Love, I love. I love. Not love I Brandon. She liked wins. All right, I, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Billy King is upset, and now I believe so is another man who has been a top executive huh. in this town over the past 20 years. He was the general manager for quite a number of these years of the Philadelphia Phillies. Our good friend, Ruben Abadjou. Hi, Rube. And what's happening? What's happening, guys? Ruben, hey. what's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great, brother. No, you're not doing great. You didn't even finish in the top three for the Levi's for the best executive of the past 20 years. You got robbed, didn't you, Rube? I didn't. I, don't, I, I could have only one person to blame, Angelo, and that would be you, my good friend. <laughs> oh, God. I thought you were going to say you. Well, no, 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 it wasn't my fault. I'm All not right. taking the blame here. I'm going to be like a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rube, this is what I need to know, though, all right? Because Pat Gillick won it, and you work with Pat. You were his assistant. What made him a great GM? I think it's just uh, a lot of a lot of things. He he listened to people. He um, he attacked in a very subtle way, um, his, like the ability to be kind of ingenious. You know, he had a great imagination. He had he, had, he thought about things a little differently. He thought about ways to. Uh, to create solutions, and he and he really gave a lot of people opportunities to grow. I mean, when he came on, he could have blown up our entire department, and he kept uh, Mike, Mike Arbuckle, myself, basically all the people. He only brought like one or two people in uh, himself, and just allowed us to grow in our areas. And 
and contribute. So just a really good leader. Um, and he did it in a, in, a, in a very classy, quiet way. But he was like a stealth kind of killer, you know, and I always admired that from uh, from the days he was in Seattle, just working, you know, against him, how he kind of stealthily, you know, quietly did things. It was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty impressive. All right. Do you think people see your tenure far more favorably now, Rube, than when you were here? Well, they have to because I was a weasel of the week about, what, 27 <laughs> times? <laughs> Oh no! I, I, um, I, I think we always have kind of revisionist history, right? Um, and and I think, but 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 at the same time, um, you know, I take a lot of pride in the in the time that I got the chance to be around and to contribute to, you know, probably one of the best years of our organization. And uh, and and uh, and I I'm I'm proud of that. Uh, I know things at the end did not go well. Uh, we knew there was going to be a cliff at some point, but. Uh, but I take a lot of pride in the fact that uh, I, I was part of all that. Hey, Rube, it's, uh, I think it was the best era of Phillies book, uh, uh, baseball when you were there. But we all think you should have won more than one. Do you think you should have won more than one? Yeah, I mean, there's, we were arguably better teams in 9, 10, and 11 than we were in 8, if you just look on paper. But, you know, baseball has to roll the right way, and you just have to be uh, fortunate sometimes. And Billy knows it as well as anybody. If you put yourself in a position to be a playoff contender, you never know when you can get hot, when one player can really step up. And in our case, in 08, it was, you know, it was Hamels who just went nuts. Had we been playing, you know, Tampa Bay, for instance, or excuse me, Boston Red Sox, for instance, instead of Tampa Bay. I don't know if we would have the same success. So just a lot of things worked out well. Not not that we didn't deserve to win um, the World Series, but um, it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, it, it does matter you know, who the players are, but at the end of the day, when you're in the playoffs and you're contending, you get a shot every time. You just never know what's going to happen. All right. Now, Arub, uh the current Phillies team, I got a couple of things on this, because I would like you to make me some money. All right, even though you've said some negative things about me, I'm not holding you again, that against you because you could make me some money now. I am prepared right now to place a $500 legal wager on the Phillies to go over the over-under for this season, 81 and a half wins. Am I on the right side of that one? I think they're going to be over. I think they're going to be over, and, and the reason why I think they're going to be over is that um, I, I'm hearing a lot of really good things about not just the players that um, that have come back, but the fact that those players are in the type of shape and in the type of mental state that they that they are in. Um, you know, you're going to have Alec Bone for the entire season. You've got a healthy McCutcheon. He didn't want to talk about his knee all that much, but he's, he, he's moving around better. Uh, you got all types of guys that are hungry. Um, Didi's back, uh, JT's back, and the fact that they've tweaked that um, that bullpen, it absolutely can't be as bad as it was last year, just by virtue of you know throwing the gloves out there. And so, um, I mean, I just my, my concern continues to be the starting rotation, and we're putting a lot of eggs in Eflin's basket as a number three or number two or whatever you want to call them. And uh, and he's really good. I just hope that he can he can really harness what he what he can do. And and those those four and five guys, you know, Moore and Anderson and the guys are in the mix for that. I just hope that they can hold down the fort in the back end. 
All right, so we had Joe Girardi on yesterday, and and he right away said uh, battle uh, different positions for a starter. He's, he mentioned center field. So I bring up O'Double because he's probably the most talented guy they got there, and I didn't get the feeling that he was all, all on board about even giving O'Double a full shot. How would you handle that situation if you were still there, Rube? It is a difficult one, and I understand it. But um, there are a lot of players have gone through what Odubo has gone through and, and gotten other opportunities to, to come back. Um, I think it's a matter of uh, how contrite the guy is, how he's responded to what has happened, and how he is, um, you know, how he's acting now and what his goals are now as a person and as an athlete, as a teammate. And I think that he's done everything that's, uh, that he's been asked to do and then some as far as what the protocols are with Major League Baseball and really, you know, socially. And I think that he deserves an opportunity to come back. I know a lot of people have a lot of different views on this thing, and there's no way to, to, to condone the behavior. But, uh, but I do think people deserve second chances, particularly if they're acting the way they're supposed to post-trauma, you know. So um, I like to see him get an opportunity. I like competition, man. I want people to compete for jobs and not be given jobs, particularly when there are question marks in a very important position in center field. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't put a price tag on that. And, you know, I always talk about strength up the middle, and they have some uh, pretty good strength up the middle in three of those areas, and they need that fourth one to be a good one. And I'm hoping that somebody, Kingery or O'Double, um, whoever that player may be steps up and does the job. Last thing, Rube. There, apparently there will be some fans in the stands for the opener and then hopefully more and more as the season goes along. How important is that? Is it? I mean, you were there. You were one of the few people watching the games with no fans. How important is it to have some of them back in there? Yeah, that would be spectacular. I mean, it means something. Um, and it affects people different ways. You'd be... Uh, It'd be interesting to see how some of the young players, particularly in the East Coast and here in Philadelphia, where the fans really do feel like they and do impact the game, um, uh, plus or minus, right, if you're on the other side of the ball. And and I think it's going to be great to just have people out there and enjoying baseball. And, I mean, listen, you're, you're, when you're an athlete, and, again, Billy's lived live this I mean, you play for yourself and for your teammates, but you also play for the fans. I mean, these are the people that that are bringing you your paycheck, man. And so, um, just having that passion on the you know uh, off the field um, and those people in the stands, I think it means so much. I mean, you you guys remember what it was like when we were when we were selling out those games? I don't know, it was three hundred straight sellouts or whatever it was. What a, what an energy it creates in the ballpark, and it's. Uh, I think it's absolutely essential, and you know, I think you'll see a rise in the level of play. I really do. Well, I gotta just—I I wasn't there to see it myself, but what I understand is when you played, Rube, you had quite a large contingent of attractive females rooting you on. Is, <laughs> I'm out is, of here. Is that not correct? I mean, no. That before is you not were, correct. That is not correct. That is not correct. So it was Dalton. It wasn't you. All right, I knew it was, <laughs> it was one Dutchie. of you. It was, <laughs> Dutchie boy did, did, did very well. Right. Rube, we love you, man. We need you back in this studio ASAP. You understand? I will be back, my friend. I will be back. Spike's already uh, giving me the go-ahead, so we're good to go. 
Be well, man. We'll see you soon, Rube. Thanks, pal. Sounds good. See you, Rube. Rube well. Brown Jr. is a ton of fun now. Mm-hmm. He really is. And we tortured him when he was a GM. Oh, yeah. But That's he, you know, he had a good sense right. of humor about it because there he were really times did. when he would, um, we'd be doing Weasel the Week and yep. he would just call in on his own and he go, did. Have I been nominated yet? <laughs> no, it's ironic that the two people, the GMs of the past 20 years, who are most accessible to us mm-hmm. are part of our show now. Mm-hmm. Mr. Billy King and Mr. Ruben Amaro Jr. Mm-hmm. And whether you love what they did or not, they stood up and took your questions at all times. Here we go, Billy King. <laughs> most of the GMs that are now working in this city uh, are dodging you at all costs. Mm-hmm. These guys did not do that. No, That is to their credit. Thank you. Ryan is on the line next. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, first time caller. Love your passion with the uh, the Eagles. I'm not a fan, but uh, yesterday with the whole news with the Carson Wentz and the Jersey thing had me think of you. Well, and, the, uh, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. It's two days away now. Nobody is beating Michael Pittman for winner of the week because <laughs> Michael Pittman told Wentz to go to hell when Wentz said, can I have number 11 in Indy? No, the oh, best yeah. is, the best is, can I have, can I have number 11? No. I really didn't want it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was, it was so fake, right? But don't you like that already somebody said no to Carson Wentz in Indy? I love it. You, I knew you had to love it. I knew you had oh. to love it. And I thought of you. I, I listened to the show just because of, for the passion that you bring. And uh, Thank you. I just, it, I just instantly was like, oh, I got to call in when I get a chance. And uh, <laughs> the truth is, Ryan, and it's sad to say, so far <laughs> it, it has been my, the highlight of my week. Well, the highlight of my week was Michael Pittman saying, saying no to number eleven. And well, once. Yeah. I was, it was bold. Yeah. No, I it was aggressive, that, as Ruben would say. But it does not reflect <laughs> well on the uh, the depth of my lifestyle. No. That's no. all I'm saying. Well, I mean, because generally, you know, yep. a guy coming in, guys, hey, I'll give him a jersey. Sure. But it's it's, but also, if you wince, you have your agent filter through the equipment yeah. guy. Do you think you can give it up? If he says no, don't even say you want it. Say hey, I'm going to wear a new number. Pittman dimed them right yeah, he did. out. Ah, love it. All right, let Ryan, what do you think of Wentz? Is he going to do well in Indy? Um, I, you know, the offense that they run, he, I just, I think he's broken. I, you know, as much as I wanted to think that the offensive line is going to be able to help and the run game can help and their defense is pretty good, I, I don't, I don't think he's all there mentally anymore. Um, we'll see. I, you know, they're in a, in a, division that isn't as tough as most AFC divisions. I don't see their defenses being able to really get after them all like that when it comes to, you know, the Texans losing Watt. And, uh, I mean, the Jaguars are going to be young. So, yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him performing. If he gets to the playoffs, he's going to be a one-and-done type of guy. You know, right. I just don't see him taking that next jump. For, former for former so. Jets GM Mike Tannenbaum said that Carson Wentz is the worst starting quarterback in his division. Well, listen. No. It, I found that charming. Phillip Rivers was far better than Carson Wentz was this yes, year, correct? Yes, he was. Yeah. Far did, better. Did they win a playoff yeah, game? They didn't win anything. Okay. No, they didn't. All right, uh, Ryan, I need you on this wheel. Give me your sports figures. Always in the lo- news like uh, Tiger Woods. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is a yeah. great one. It's a great one. He hasn't played in five years. He's still always in the news. Oh, a pen. That's one of the first it's, pens. It's a, no, we're adding. It's not just a pen today. What is it? If Ava's around, I would like her to describe the other. We are giving more than a pen today. Because what is it? It, mm. we, we realize that a pen, while a fine instrument, is not enough. 
Uh, we are giving you a special collectible. Why don't we get it? You got, you got, here it is right there. Billy, would you describe that? Oh, that Ooh, is gorgeous. It is a black T-shirt, oh, Eagles, God. with the uh, player on it, autograph, and it's number 11. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.